Today's podcast is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta Company out of Ashland, Oregon. Shout out to the owner, Morgan George, and everybody there um, that was kind enough to sponsor us and packaging new microphones and video and rolling out new stuff. For now, let's get into it, y'all. It's the Meet the Bay podcast, and as promised, we have a special guest on the line, Mr. Kevin Allen. What's up with bro? What's good, brother? How you feeling, man? <laughs> man, I'm good. You already know. It's been it's been long overdue. Um I I we I got questions to get to. We've been I've been doing this one man show experiment with having people DM questions and stuff. So you and I are gonna tackle the questions together. Um Bet. but before we dive into that, because there are some really good ass questions and I'm glad you're on the line with me to do the questions because it's gonna be dope. Um I wanna just I just wanna I wanna catch the people up because you got a you got an incredible story. <clears throat> um I know because I'm a fan, but <clears throat> and then being being from the Bay, it feels really specific, but it's it's one of those stories that um I don't know, kind of transcend regions and and, yeah. and genres and all that shit. So real quick, Ke- we got Kevin Allen on the line. Um, yeah. Rapper, producer, uh, musician, uh, podcaster, photographer, dad, artist, husband, nigga. What am I missing, man? Come on. I'm, <laughs> I mean, you know, educator, yes. you know? Yeah, yeah, educator. educator def- uh, I definitely didn't forget that. Definitely. Um, I mean, that, that pretty much sums it up. But I, you know, I sum it up just as a as an artist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really look at it like, um, if I was in New York in the '80s, I would just be a regular, a regular hip hop exactly. nigga. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Because exactly. all them niggas painted, did everything, break dance, DJ, <laughs> rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? Them niggas, yeah, you know I mean. So but, if that was, you know what I mean? If but, I was over there, it'd be normal. But t- touch on that real quick, because I, I I find myself feeling the same way. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of my discrepancies right now is in relationships, at least, are like, yo, why are you doing all of that? And right. like most deaf uh, uh, stacks and big boy, are like those are my, those are my goats. And you, you, you know what right. I'm saying? Like all you guys, like y'all did everything. So I'm like, I want to do everything. Like I never wanted to be pigeonholed. Like I was a theater yeah. kid and all the shit, and now it seems, and that's not even just in in like music, but you even see it in sports now, where parents are making their kids pick as early as like six years old. Like, but I remember oh, playing, yeah. I remember playing everything, you know, just to figure out what it was that I wanted to do. Yeah, I'm not sure why that is. I just think, I think it's a little bit of or a lot of fear. Yeah, you know, what I mean that people try to instill like you got to do this, but. I really don't, I, I don't get it. I didn't grow up like that. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I was an artist, like I drew, like, you know what I mean? Like, like that was my thing. I was going to be an, an, an artist or, yeah. or uh, you know what I mean? And rap was second and then it became first and I was going to hoop for a little bit, for a little while and then that became third or fourth from the list and then, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just tried shit. You know what I mean? My pops was real supportive so it was just cool to, to try shit. Like it was never, I was never given like a boundary of what I could and couldn't do. You know Damn, what I mean? man. Well, we, I mean, it, I, I wanted to, I wanted to start this, this episode off like this, especially having you as a, as a, as a co-host on this one. 
Um, a lot of people that are listening to this are gonna see Kevin Allen and be like, "Oh yeah, I know, I know that name." Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it, but it, but it's Irk the Jerk. I know you answer this question yeah. all the time, and we've talked we've talked about it in, in private. Uh-huh. But the world once knew you as Irk the Jerk. Um, yeah, nerds sure. eye view one one answer like like you 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 done you had done accomplished a lot of things under that moniker. Um, yeah, have you publicly? stated like why the change and what what sparked it and 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 why 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 you why it felt necessary to kind of just turn over a new leaf and be and be you more you know um i didn't really state publicly why i didn't do it like a real press run or even drop a lot of language about it i kind of just spoon fed it maybe since like 2015 2016 yeah just real slowly but surely you know, ease, ease this transition. And I guess the short answer, I mean, you know, I don't know how much time we got. We you know long saying, for him. We long the, for him, bro. You, you know what I mean? Know, you got to tell you know me. <laughs> but, the, but the answer is I start thinking a lot about growth and a lot about death. Hmm. And in between these two spaces, what do I want to be known for? Absolutely. Is, is, is Irk the Jerk really who I am as an artist. Yeah. And when I asked myself that maybe from 2013 to 2015, the answer was no, hmm. you know what I mean? So I started just developing differently. I started growing in a different direction. Wow. So it was always, it's always love for my environment, always love for the hood, like North Richmond, East Oakland, like really like raised me. But at the same time, I started finding myself perpetuating like this, this mentality that wasn't necessarily going to breed anything successful. It was like a lot of near death experiences, a lot of jail shit happened, a lot of just, it was, it was, it was out of control. And I was living a life that only happened because I was like doing music and I was thinking a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of trouble didn't come my way until I started getting into music. I knew this irk the jerk you know, moniker. And mm. it was just like, you know, I've been irked since high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as soon as you get played on the radio, people try to play you in real life. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. So that's kind of, so I just had to de- detach myself from that whole everything. Cause just, it just wasn't me and it, it's not worth it. You know wow. what I mean? Was Long it, story short, that's how I feel. Was it, was it, was it, was it, was it a hard, cause I, I don't know, for some reason I, I envision no decisions like that. Um, just sort of happening and not being as long as a process as one would think, you know, you kind of just wake up, be like, yo, I'm off that shit and get, and get to, and, you know, or, or was it, or was it long and drawn out for you? Uh, it was long and drawn out. It was okay. long as fuck. Okay. It, it was like, it was like, it was years and it was a lot of like back and forth. And it was like, is it, is it Kay Allen? Is it Kevin Allen? Is yeah. it, is it all the way spelled out? Is it abbreviated? <laughs> what is it? How do I, is the music different or is it the same? Huh. Like, what the, you know what I mean? I had a whole bunch of people who said, my, like, that stupid idea, don't do it. You're going to lose all your fans. And yeah. I started thinking, I'm like, man, if this is what's going to lose my fans, they're not my fans. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's easy. Like, and, and I'm looking for a big audience. So yeah. my fans are going to die down because my name changed and it's hard for them to find me. They're not, not they're not really looking. Exactly. Because if you want some Jordans and one Foot Locker don't have them, you don't just go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't just be like, man, fuck it. I guess I ain't going to oh, eat today. Shit. Oh, shit. You man. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So once I realized the people that were treating me like that, like, oh, man, you just 
where you been? No, you didn't really look for me, my nigga. Like, yeah. I'm right down the street. Like, you didn't look for me. Wow. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> <laughs> you, Now, you, expl- you explained it perfect. I mean, I, I want that. Those are like some pivotal things I wanted to get into. And there's a couple more, and we can jump to the questions. So let yeah. me know. Let me know if you're getting over. I'm on, this, your, like, I'm on your clock, man. I'm yeah. on your clock, man. What well, are you doing? Well, no, because I, I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to paint my picture of you from my perception for you mm-hmm. on the show. So, Dame, 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 Dame. Um, I, I was, I was a fresh, I was a freshman, so he would have been a, he would have been a sophomore, right? And and you know, you know, Dame and Seth. Like, shout they, out, shout out, Dame, man. They, shout out, Dame and Seth. They, they might be, the, they might be the funniest niggas ever, just because how they move. It's just, it's just, it's just ever. hilarious. And so I'm a freshman, ever. freshman in high school, and and Dame is in my bio class, and he's older, uh-huh. and he like. I don't and I don't even know why we got on the topic, but we were just talking about music. And he uh-huh. like and he on his big Willie say, you know, yeah, my brother in the group and I'm about to be rapping, I'm gonna be a producer, I'm on the label, all the shit. Just and I'm just like, okay, all right, that's how, that's what's up. But I, and I'm and I'm so into music at the time and I'm young and I'm uh-huh. like, I'm like, yo, this sound like this the shit right here. So I I go uh-huh. home, I tell mom, I was like, yo, I met such you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. and then he bring and then he bring me the C D. What was what was the group called back then? Cali Fam. Cali Fam. He brought me a yeah. CD in the next day, bro. When I tell you yeah. I played that shit to that motherfucker broke. But, so who's who was in that group originally? It was um so originally it was um four or five members uh-huh. and I think it was one one person name was it was it, it was an MC Gusto but I think it was Gusto. <laughs> it, was one of the two. it was Seth. It was DS Brasco and one other person I forgot. Uh-huh. But two of the two of the guys are brothers. Okay. In the in the group and they left. I think one be, I think they both became police officers or some shit like got that. Got it, got it. So they so now it was three. They needed to fill the spot. I guess they wanted five people in the group. Uh-huh. So they got me and this other dude named eighteen K who it. we coincidentally went to high school together and we had like a fake funk or something, but we squashed it to be in a group together. We was like twenty years old, twenty one, twenty years wow. young as fuck being stupid. Yeah. So yeah, we joined the group with uh with Seth, and I was working at Hilltop, and um I was selling cell phones like at AT and T or Singular, whatever they Damn, call it. Damn, that's um, crazy. And now uh, Seth Steph, Seth stepdad came up to my store and was like, "They want you in the group, and um we gonna go on tour, and we gonna record this album in L A. And so basically, you quit this job. Wow. <laughs> I just had a daughter. Yeah. And you know, she was about a year old and shit. And I was like, um, man, fuck it. I'm about to do it. Wow. And just quit my job. My manager was hella cool. He rapped and shit, too. So he was like, yeah, do that shit. So I just <laughs> went on tour, bro. We had traveled the country in a fucking rap van with our faces on it. But y'all we but just, y'all were, like, really doing it, bro. Like, I remember, I remember getting that CD and it was like, he gave me some posters and some whole other shit. And I was just like, and I was like, damn, like, they, they yeah. doing it for real, for real. And then I remember getting the CD. And at that, by that, I mean, that's ninth grade. So I'm 14 at the time, but that, at that mm-hmm. 14 years old, that's, uh, that's black album hove, like right before black album. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's, yeah. he's my world. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every, like no, nothing's coming close to that. He had just come out of the Nas shit and, and can't nobody tell me shit about, about him at that point. Period. Right? And so 
my pal, and then this is this is I'm talking. This is smack dab in the middle of the hyphy movement, like toward like take yeah, like sure. towards the end, but it it's still it's still there, like it's still hella vibrant, mm-hmm. and and I'm sort of detached from it because it's you know at that time I'm I'm not you know when you're 14 you like what you like and what was not resonating is just not resonating on any level. So you don't even want to try to know how to listen to it. So right. a, a lot of my friends that know me, they'll be like, man, you, you wouldn't fucking with the hypey shit at all. I just, I just didn't, I didn't give it enough time. So I was, I was late to the Mac Dre wave. I was late to, to all, I was late to all that shit, bro. Cause I, it, I was straight, I was straight Rockefeller, clue tape, dipshit and every, like that was just my shit. And and so when he gave me the CD, nigga, you come on rapping, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, wh- who? Why he get to talk like this? And he not from New York. Like imme- <laughs> immediately, I'm like, yo, he's gotta be. He can't be from here because people from here don't rap like that. Because that's what right. everybody. That was the that was the running. I consensus. got that a lot. Yeah, that was the running consensus that, that uh, people from here don't rap like that. And. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't it wasn't hella punchliney or nothing like that. It was just real. It was just real uh, introspective and like the the pictures were like crystal clear. And you said you were you Man. were twenty during that time. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I was twenty twenty one years old. Wow. I just had my my daughter. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like this was this was oh eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one. I might have been 21, 22. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you, and so what, how many, how many records had you done before then? Like, had you recorded a lot before that, that particular Cali M film? Uh, yeah. So, Cali so Cali in high school, in high school, it was this, um, this dude named London, or his name was Noel, but mm-hmm. London, he's an R&B singer, um, from out here. And, and dude named Jay Myers. I went to high school with both of them. Uh-huh. So we joined the group. And they, these niggas made me audition, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. It was like like the new edition was, movie, bro. They made you audition yeah, for that shit. Like they was rapping, and I knew they rapped. Uh-huh. I knew they had, like had a studio. I knew they had equipment, and all I had was a piano that my grandmother left me when she passed wow. at my mom's house. Wow. So I would just fuck around and play melodies on it. I couldn't really play the piano though, mm-hmm. so I just play like little melodies and shit. So they was like, "Oh, you rap?" And I was like, "Yeah." But these, see, these, these, they, they were cooler than me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So they had the Jordans and all that shit. I couldn't afford none of that shit. So they looked at me kind of like sideways when I said I rap. Yeah. So they're like, okay, if you rap, meet me at this address tomorrow <laughs> at the studio, blah, 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 catch the bus up here. I'm like, all right, nigga. So I went home, wrote like a little melody on the piano, wrote a, wrote a couple verses, I think. Uh-huh. And came back to the lab and told them basically make the beat around this melody. And I did the song in front of these niggas. And they were like blown the fuck away. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we we got in a group together and it was like that's I started recording probably 16 or 17 years old. Wow. Just learning how to record. So by the time I'm 21, 22, I've got years in. Yeah, I've got years in the game as far as writing concepts production what i want to hear yeah. how i want to hear it you know what i mean yeah well that's, i'm a low-key veteran at that at that time well and then it, it and then and then no offense to the other guys like and, and i know and i know seth and i've I kind of had this conversation with dame too like in mm-hmm. at that time i don't i don't know if i was if i'm because it's i mean it's hindsight so i'm talking about it now but at at mm-hmm. four, 14 year old me 
was listening to that just going like he just sound he sound like he sounds like he's supposed to be here and I'm not so sure about everyone else, you know, and that's no that's no slight to mm. anyone. It's just what my ears were what yeah. it's what my ears were processing. You know, it just sound like yo, the, he like cause uh, for me, even in like mixing and mastering, for example, like I go no matter what engineer I'm working with, they you know they have a rate for if you want to be in a room and if you not want if you don't want to be in a room and and I always am like yo I want to be in the room for the set for the mixing session because the marriage between the voice and the 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 overall beat is so important mm-hmm. and so it's got to sit in there a certain way you know and yeah. if, and then and it's a lot, lot a lot of that is just the the magic of mixing, um, but an engineer can't just magically put no shit in there if you didn't deliver it you know what i'm saying and so right you can't give you no sauce that you didn't that you didn't get you know what i'm saying you can yeah yeah. and so that and and so that's what i was hearing with the music it's like damn he sounds like he's supposed to be there and 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 fast forward to freshman year of college uh aka frank mails me a box of cds and Nerds Eye View Two is in, mm. Nerds Eye View Two is in that batch of CDs. Mm. And when I that's tell big. you, Nerds Eye View, that's my nigga too. Shout out Frank. Too. That's my nigga. <laughs> that's right that's there. literally my brother. Like that for forever. Like he's a, his his parents is the first is the first group of parents that that allowed us to like completely bombard they they home office and turn that shit into a makeshift studio. Oh, for real, bro. That's big. I didn't know that. And we were using um. That's back when we was using Cool Edit Pro. <laughs> And and we were just in there. We'd be in there. It'd be like it'd be like fifteen of us in the house. And and Mama Tina and Big Frank, they never stripped on us. Like they the first. Damn, they're the first I didn't ones. Know that. Yeah, I'm telling, bro. When I tell you that it's so it's so small. Like uh, it the it's crazy. Um. So no, I, I I I wanted to have that conversation with you, but every time we link up, we end up talking about some whole other shit. Hell of other shit. And it just, yeah, Hell of shit. it's just like this. No, there's no way to just plug this in. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, right. It's and there's hella there's hella other shit to get to with you because your story is so fascinating. But if any anybody that uh, I don't know, uh, I I did an interview with Special from KML like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Yo, why are you the only person that can get get Kev to rap?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> it's like he, he just he he do what he wants to on his own time, and he only, and he only fool with a select few of people. So it it. Uh, all that look, to look, say. So, so to answer that, to answer that question real quick, <laughs> is is I rap for myself yeah. and I rap for like minded people. So I'm gonna rap on the track. The days of me doing shit for money, huh. and the days of me doing shit because hood niggas is uh, you know trying to get me on an R and B hook. Or I've done a bunch of corny shit just being naive and immature and not yeah. really knowing how shit works. Yeah. But as a grown man, bro, if you're not if you're not talking about something in your music, I'm not fucking with you. Wow. I'm just not fucking with you. Like, yeah. if you're not tight, you don't even have to be, like, on some most deaf lyrical type shit. But if you're not tight at what you're doing, I'm not fucking with you. Plain and simple. Like, just plain and simple. So it's not even like a somebody has to get me to rap. It's yeah. like, if that shit tight, I'm fucking with you. I want to compete <laughs> on a song. Like, you know what I mean? That's, play, that's it. Straight up and yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, I grew up I grew up battle rapping. Yeah. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm a battle rapper, so yeah. I, have a, I have a competitive spirit no matter what I'm doing. Absolutely. Well, nah, man, what what does it? And then we, let's. I promise it's the last question. What what uh does that come? Does that come with just growth and like in like age? Is that what is that sort of absolute sort of like yo? I'm not. 
I'm not budging for I'm not budging for anything that don't move me. Where does that What does that come with? Man, the truth the truth is, I've I've been a cocky, arrogant rapper from the beginning. Yeah, <clears throat> and I didn't realize it till my homies from the front line left. I ran into him a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it stuck with me. He was like, "Man, you matured a lot because back when I met you." You was you was cocky, cocky. Like, huh. I guess niggas didn't even want to fuck with me, almost. Wow. Because I would I would sell my CD at the mall, and I would tell niggas, if you find a nigga better than me, bro, I'll give you your fucking five dollars back for the CD. <laughs> but until then, nigga, <laughs> on my mama, nigga, the nigga, I'm the hardest nigga you ever heard. Like, you had, I would talk to niggas like that. You had the when first guerrilla marketing player. Yeah, like, you was sure. definitely the first six nine. <laughs> for sure. Like by myself, walking through the mall, talking crazy to niggas. And, but as as I got older and I started getting like notoriety from the music and, you know, the radio and all that shit like that, yeah, it makes, it, it made, it doesn't say it makes you, but it made me paranoid hmm. because now everyone knows you and you don't know them. Wow. So now everybody knows where you're at, where you're hanging, what kind of car you drive, where your partner stay. Cause I'm from the Bay. So yeah, you're going to yeah. see me in my same neighborhood except my songs on the radio so now they so i kind of like i kind of like fell back a little bit yeah from being from being like an extrovert like that so growing up it kind of just it just slowed me down a little bit so it's a little bit of growth in there i guess damn man but at the same time i just just having a term just having a no knowing when to turn up is a skill absolutely just being able to assess it and then apply apply accordingly yeah, no, when to when, when to believe in yourself and man. when to just, you know what I mean? Damn, man. Oh, see, see, yeah, we gotta see. This is this is how this this is why this works this way. And then plug the plug the podcast real quick because you've got mm. you've got some powerful episodes. You and um, the one with you and Pen and uh, Pen Darvis is crazy. And you got another yeah, ep- another episode. What was that other episode? I'll think of it. But that that one with you yeah. OG is incredible. Uh, plug the podcast. Appreciate real quick. it. Um, junk food and vessels is the podcast. I'm on hiatus right now. Yeah. I'm trying to upload it to a uh, Apple Music and an Apple Music, but I'm um, the podcast and all that's Apple. And um, I want to do video as well, so yeah. I'm trying to figure that out. So, okay. but yeah, it's about seven or eight episodes right now that's already up on SoundCloud. Uh, it's Kevin Allen, um, spelled all the way out. K V N A L L N. If you can't find it. But yeah, and I mean, yeah, I'll be, man. I'll be, for, I'll be sure to put it in the description because that's one of my favorite podcasts. Like I'm a, um, what my so my my podcast history starts with in 2007. I found um, I found uh, Juan Epstein with Peter Rosenberg and uh, Cypher Sam, and right. and that was like, but I'm telling you, between just nonstop music and podcasts, that fresh, I damn near wouldn't have made it through freshman year of college because I was so homesick. But those shows, I always was like, "Damn, this is this is it's it's radio, but it's not because you can like you can cuss and swear and you can have <laughs> and you can have guests right. that just that aren't popping right now." You know what I'm saying? Like that was I think right. that was the most appealing part because on on fucking Juan Epstein, bro, they would go get 
Diamond D. They would go to go get all the niggas right. you wanted to hear the stories from that wouldn't be able to get an interview on radio because they don't have nothing that's current out. You feel me? So right, that right, was right. that was always such a thing to me. And I and the more I got into shows than uh, Mark Mayer and WTF and then uh, R.I.P. to Combat Jack. Um, right. I, so you grew up on that. You um, grew up on like the it, the underground almost. Exactly. Those those were my shows, and I was like, yo, I want right. a show, and then. I would listen to him so much. The homies would come and be like, yo, Monty, you need to just do one. Like, you listen to him so much, you should just do one. And then Bomani Jones eventually had a show. Um, Who am I missing? Uh, When Joe Joe Budden finally started doing his, that was like like the final straw. I was like, okay, I've been sitting on this concept for four years now, and he'd come up and do one. Him and and Tack Stone's sort of ascension was like so amazing to me because I remember I got – I was I remember listening to Tack Stone's first episode with Pee Wee Kirkland, and being like, "Yo, this is the most oh, brilliant. Shit. This is the most brilliant shit I ever heard. A real street nigga interviewing a real. He, he like Pee Wee Kirkland's done interviews before, but no one ever asked him the questions that Tax was asking. And I was like, "This is fucking brilliant. Like, this is for That's us, crazy. by us, from the perspective of, in which we would serve it up. So it was like, yo, we need something like that hello, too. Hello. You, did I lose you? Yeah, for a second, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just like, I was just saying we needed something like that too. So that was sort of the concept with Meet the Brave, is that I wanted to connect Hello? with the people that I thought was special. You still there? Gotcha, I'm here. Okay, yeah. So that's no, I just wanted to, to catch everybody up. But we, you know, the the show oh, is dope. the show the show's gone through some different transformations, and now we're in a space where we're just taking questions from people on on via IG and like email and. And and just text even text messaging so homies and and people that listen to the show That's and crazy. and some people that I've never even met before have, have DM'd or texting questions, and so I got a couple uh, that I want to answer, but I want to do it like I, what, what you want to show. So I'm gonna read them and then we can we can just okay. take a, take a crack at them. That cool. I bet. All right. So the first one I got um, comes from my girl Nia in DC. Um, I met Nia at the the Million Man March anniversary. Um, and that weekend, that weekend was fucking stupid. And I, and I, I love DC forever because of that one weekend. Um, but her question, <laughs> her question is, uh, were you disappointed at Kevin Hart for apologizing? Are we, and are we officially in dangerous territory, allowing the public to determine what is to be held over our heads? Wait, wait, wait. So before, <laughs> before either one of us answer, Catch me up on the story. Before, okay, you. I thought that he apologized a long time ago. Well, he he did. He's been apologizing every time somebody brings it up in an interview. He apologizes. So what? You, and and Nia. Oh, okay. Nia, I hope I hope that I'm getting this right because I just so, lost you again. You, you there? Care you there? Give us one second, Charles. Let me get him back. Hello. Yo, yo. I'm still here, but I can't hear you. You can't brother. hear you can't hear me at all. Let me see. Hold on one, one second. There you go. You got you got me back? Yep. Okay. Well, sorry about that. Um Okay, so she so uh Nia, I hope I'm getting this right, but when she says were you disappointed at Kevin Hart apologizing, uh so after he officially said no to the Oscars for them demanding that he apologize on their terms he did double back 
and apologize for offending anyone. Um, and and so for people that don't know, Kev, Kevin Hart was set to host the Oscars this year, which is a, which is a, I mean, no matter That's how huge. you, no matter yeah, exactly, no matter how you cut it, um, if you're if you're a comedian, if you're an actor, more importantly, if you're if you're an artist, a nod from the Grammys, like those those prestigious predominantly white entities like yo it's still it's still dope to be acknowledged i don't want people to just go yo why we care about getting acknowledgement from that because it it does matter it does it plays a big part you there yeah i'm here okay um so it's a big deal and of course like like things are happening now uh people went on a crusade and dug up tweets and found some shit. Where he, <laughs> they found some tweets. I got a funny story about that too. But <laughs> People dug up tweets and found him um, in 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 a in a rant in a battle with other comedians. He was called. You know, he they were they were just going at it like you like like people have done forever. And now um, that we're that we're in this extremely PC era, um, it's you know it's everybody has to go well i'm i'm be- i know better now i wouldn't say those things now i i would if i if i knew it was offensive to people you have to say those things but to be honest with you bro kind of knew it was all offensive back then and still even said it just want to just want to be 100 honest about me and who i was like i knew right from wrong then and still would say a lot of those words that kevin had to step away from the Oscars for saying, but what did he? What did he say? So, 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 uh, uh, da- Damian Wayne, uh, one of the one of the younger Waynes, not the uh-huh. uh, not the OGs, but like the the nephews and the sons. That's uh-huh. that's when oh, even not uh, even Marlon was in on that. Even Marlon Wayne was in on that. Do you remember? This was probably like shit. This was probably like oh oh eight oh nine, maybe uh-huh. two thousand ten. Uh, but they would they would be online like just roasting each other, like yeah, they yeah, yeah. they would be going like that's when that's when like Twitter was hella raw, like uh-huh. the the corporate entities hadn't 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 really moved in on Twitter Damn. like that. So yeah, it, so that's you, all I got that's all I got popping to. I'll go back to that later. Yeah, but, so yeah, Twitter so, was lit. So you could you could literally be on Twitter and just and and be fully entertained by by people going at each other, especially then because Kev wasn't popping like that yet like there like for people that don't remember when kevin hart wasn't popping there was a time when <laughs> kevin when kevin hart wasn't popping like that how quickly we forget you, know <laughs> you feel me you know but now we're in we're in a space where you gotta just be mindful of the shit that you're saying you just you I, have I man you have you got i'm i'm the angry nigga bro <laughs> talk to really, talk to I'm me talk really to me angry nigga man because it's 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 you you called it PC and I really feel that way and I know there's even the narrative of everybody saying man everybody's just too sensitive yeah. and I feel that yeah but if if you whoever's listening whether it be the the people who wrote who went back and dug up his tweets and all that if yep. a camera followed you yep. every step of the way and watched every move you made yep there will be so much questionable shit from each and every human being alive. Every single one of us. Every single one every of us. Every single one of us. Yeah. It would be like, oh, that boy, he did what? Or he 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 does what when he gets home? Yeah. He likes what in the bedroom with yeah. his wife? Yeah. He does what? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we would there'd be so much sick shit if we had an x-ray vision exactly. through everybody's house in America, right? But exactly. we pick and choose when we use it. Yeah. So the whole shit is is you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't keep apologizing for shit, bro. You said as a comedian, yeah. that's my job. Yeah, that's my job. 
and and then and then more more importantly i think because 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 to take it a step further um i think it was nick cannon i want to say it was nick cannon but nick cannon and his team went back and dug up some shit on like sarah silverman and and a few <laughs> and, a, and a few and a few white white female comedians yeah. right and yeah. My own, my only my only my only beef with that is is that I don't know about you, Kev, but my mom and and my dad and my grandmother for that matter always told me that no matter what you think, no matter how much success, notoriety, whatever you gain, don't you ever in your life step foot out your door thinking that you can play the same game as these white folks. Mm. And she wouldn't, and they wasn't trying to, they weren't, they weren't instilling this thing of like, oh, they're better than you. Just like, hey, mm-hmm. people are going, people are going to come for you for much less than they ever will a white person. Just, just know that. Not even just, a, the, yeah. not even just a white person, just because I went, I went to, I went to schools that were, that were, that were fully mixed, you know? So I had, I had Filipino friends, I had Mexican friends, all the shit. So you, you know, birthday mm-hmm. parties, all the shit. And moms is always like extremely worried because it's like, hey. You don't have the same liberties as them kids that's got lighter skin than you. Just, privilege. Just know that. It's priv exactly. Privilege. <laughs> and you get it and you get it fucked up. And 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 you see it a lot of time with, with, with black celebrities, you know, you like they get they start moving and they and how quickly they forget and it feels like it feels like these people go on these tirades and this shit to, to remind yeah. them like, nah, we got we got power over you no matter what. Because this is this is silly. Yeah. This is silly, and I couldn't have been, nah. I couldn't have been prouder of Kev for initially going, yo. You know what? I don't, I don't want this gig that bad. Like y'all can keep that. Right. I'm not, I'm not apologizing. I'm rich. I made it. I, I, exactly. It ain't, it ain't shit you could do to me. It ain't shit you could do to me. And and to answer Nia's question, was I disappointed in him for apologizing? I, the the apology after stepping down. I wasn't disappointed in. I would have been disappointed if he apologized to keep the job. Um, yeah. And that's not for me to count anybody's pockets and tell them what to do with their career. I don't, that's not my intent. I just, uh-huh. I just, I really want some, like some, some entities have to remain, have to remain sort of sacred and uphold um, the creative integrity that we've always sort of leaned on. Like things evolve 100%, but comedy, bro, comedy, Comedy yeah, is comedy. like the, the, that's like the equivalent of going back and listening to Eddie Murphy stand up right, when listen, he was talking about man. gay people and he was like on a siren. He was yeah. like, Ooh, all this shit. <laughs> and then making him making him take down Apologize. the professor. Yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. Nigga, like nah, it's crazy. Um, I'm doing it. And and I, and I think and and you know what's gonna happen and because it, it's already happening where it's like. uh well, how would you, well, how would y'all feel if such and such got up there and start talking about black people? And it's like, but it happens all the time. What are you, t- what are you, talking-, what are you talking about? That, that can't even be the argument. Yeah, I, I, I get like if the LGBTQ community has more rights than most black people in this country, Dog. we're not even about to play that we're not, game. We're not, we're not about to play that game, <laughs> like, no. and I'm not about to entertain y'all like it's like it's even at the same all, thing. Bro. Like that's the at that's all. the. That's the exhausting part, bro. Because it's like, well, you can't, you can't say that. You don't want to offend anybody. It's not about offending anyone. Like I don't. Man, offend your mama, man. They're like, <laughs> we're not playing them game, bro. But, but, but back to what you were saying a minute ago, too. Like, I, I fully agree because we're not equal. Yeah. 
and we feel our pride and our ego tells us that we're equal yep. because because we have we're afforded certain rights. Yeah. But we can't forget who gave us the rights and who took them away in the first place. You feel me? So we're still at at their beck and call, yeah. kind of like no matter what, we're still at their mercy. protesting and saying yeah. Black Lives Matter yeah. because we don't know that we matter in the first place. Exactly. So we got it. There's so many things and hoops that we still got to jump through. Yep. People are scared to say white people in public. Man, if you're talking to your homie, like somebody might look over their shoulder before they go, man. And then a white dude, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but they will call us a black dude in a heartbeat. Yeah, and who, who him? The black dude. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not even a question. Yeah. It's not. Oh, the guy in the red shirt. Yeah. It's the black guy in the red shirt. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like, but we're afraid to do like little shit. So I, I mean, Nia, or that, that was a great question. And yeah. the answer is, I think he did the right thing because man, fuck everybody who got a problem with the past. Straight as up. As if you don't have one. Straight up. That's all. Straight, straight up. Um, what yeah, and then and then her, her the second part of that question: Are we officially in dangerous territory, allowing the public to determine what is to be held over our heads? And I think we both gave you our perspective on that, like one hundred percent. It's a yeah. it's to for yeah. the for the for the public, especially like time people on timelines and in comments to be playing. Uh, uh, the the moral police is so is so fucking dangerous, bro. It's it's the most dangerous <laughs> shit in the world, and that's crazy. Um, to all you to all you public figures, uh, yeah, don't like you, you know what? Like, if you can't if you can't live without a particular job, like this this shit just ain't for you. Like, like I I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, if a particular brand or you you lose out on a hosting, I know I know y'all need to go out, but don't don't let these people run your life. You can't. You can't. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah I'm. I think we are in danger. We've been in dangerous times. Well, one hundred percent. But but right now, yeah, yeah, right now, because comedy is a sacred. Like they stopped letting people take their phones in a certain comedians' um, shows, shows yeah. so people didn't ruin the joke. Yeah, and if you know, I think I don't know if it was Dave Chappelle or it was Dave. Somebody was saying, Dave, Dave started. If we can't that, be yeah. candid, yeah, yeah. If we can't be candid with the audience and try new material because we're afraid that someone's going to be offended or yeah. leak my jokes, yeah. then you're taking away the most important part of the art form. But so how helpless is that? Hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> how helpless is that though, to, to be up there working through a joke and then someone can, you know, take the video and then chop it down so that the context of the joke is completely gone. And so now uh, someone has lost their livelihood in its entirety because someone was just on a crusade, you know, and and can't and doesn't know how to sort of exist in the moment. Like I you know what I realized uh just this past weekend, Kev, was like uh, being out like how socially awkward everyone is. Like people <laughs> like the 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 escape. The escape is just like going to your phone and just scrolling mindlessly as opposed to like making eye contact with somebody and be like, oh what brings you here? <laughs> you know Zombies. <laughs> Like being anti-social is oh, a new shit. cool. Yeah, but it, but if you really knew it was up and how money worked, yep, you would be trying to talk to people. Be tapped in, fully tapped you'd be in. Trying to, you'd be trying to tap in and, and yeah. fuck with some resources because people are the resource, not the money, right? Yeah. But everybody's so focused on being anti-social and being weird, hmm. you hop in an elevator and get on your phone Straight instead up. of saying what's up. You might be standing next to a billionaire, man, and then you go home and say, "Oh, I'm broke." <laughs> 
Yeah, you for sure is. You walk right past the nigga with the money. With the bread. And you and you was and you was worried about somebody somewhere far away that, that probably wasn't really doing shit that stayed that stage they whole Man. night. You feel me? Man. Made it look like they was somewhere <laughs> lit and they was in they in they room posting Come a on, picture man. from three months ago. Yeah, don't you loving it. <laughs> um staying with <laughs> staying with like prestigious uh award entities. Uh this next question uh comes from the homie uh uh hold on. He's gonna I'ma just say Jack, because I, I think I remember m- meeting him in Toronto. Um okay. And it says, uh, is Mac Miller's Grammy is oh is is Mac Miller's Grammy nomination disingenuous? What message mm. does it send that rappers are more celebrated and more notable after tragedy? Holy shit! Um, whoa, okay. Uh, is this? Is, I think it's always been the case. Is this real quick though, bro? Is do you know if this is Mac's first Grammy now? I don't know. If I it, don't know if it is. If it is, that's fucking crazy. Is, yeah, if it is, that's crazy. Wow. Um, but I think I think death and murder, and celebrities, and I think that shit has always been what sells tickets and what people. You know what I'm saying? We'll take. Let's see. So we got we have Mac. Um, uh, they were there was talks of X, Triple uh, X being up for a Grammy nom. Um, yeah, they, but but it lot. was like some of the paperwork or whatever did like something, some sort of red tape didn't allow for that to happen. Um, uh, Dummy Boy has officially sold the most ridiculous numbers in the digital era ever. Um, uh, Six Nines album. Oh wow! And, and so are I, you serious? Yeah, yeah. So Jack, Jack, if I'm if I'm reading <laughs> this right, I, I I think this is what Jack is getting at is because he says he says. Rappers are more celebrated and notable after tragedy. Does it send what message is that sending? And I and I think I can honestly say the six nine case is probably what message like if you wanted to wrap it up in a bow and present it to the kids coming up and like how fucking dangerous and stupid it is to cave into the whole idea of just wanting to be seen and do some silly shit to be to be notable to to grow to grow your likeness. Um leveraging your livelihood just isn't worth it kids if if you didn't know that you know um r.i.p mac you know the the mac thing is even more sad because his genius goes beyond um just rapping you know now people are going yo he might have been one of the greatest musicians ever but no one really was paying attention to that like now 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 that he's dead Now that he's dead, niggas oh, are coming out of the man. woodworks to give him his flowers and all that shit. And it's just, it's just, a, it's just a really, man. really, really sad situation where I hate I'm, it, bro. Not even, bro. You, do you know that? Like, notice, like, not even with musicians, but in life, you, you there's it. family members that you won't ever see until there's a funeral. Yeah, I hate it, and I just really try my best to not be one of those people. Yeah, I really try to like check up on my folks and. And just, you know what I mean, make, make an attempt. Like, of course, we're all busy, yeah. you know what I mean? But at least make an attempt to show love, yeah. you know what I mean, at all at, at all costs. Because you never know. And we all think it ain't us. And we all arrogant to believe that <laughs> it won't be us to suffer a tragedy until we suffer one. Wow. So it's just like, it's just like you know what? I'm not, I'm not above it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. anything can happen to me, and I'm well aware. So let me let me count my blessings and give my flowers and all that type of shit while I can. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know about this the six nine album, and you said it has the most streams. One of some, some, it's <laughs> apparently. Let, let's find. Let me let me get that. Let me get that quote right. Because I was reading. I was reading something uh-huh. Friday about um some of the records is breaking but again even everything in and around the whole six nine phenomenon feels like the works of like bots like around like clinton and trump so i don't know what to believe you know what i'm saying because the numbers the numbers reflect in like these really odd ways i'm like yo how how is this shit happening like hove just told us bro he just told us straight hey hey Hey, that that verse. <laughs> he just told us <laughs> was free. Oh my goodness. We yeah. um. We, that's a, that's yeah. not even a question. But I'm a. I got a question <laughs> on that for you. We'll get to that. Uh, but the verse of the year. <laughs> <laughs> this this I uh, shout out to Jack. Um, this this is a this is a great question because I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. You got smart listeners, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we uh. The, the because this is and, and I'm and I'm fascinated by this because this is something um I remember when X's album dropped uh last summer we were in uh we had just gotten to London and I played that bitch on repeat because I was just like I was blown away by mm-hmm. the combination he, he sounded like he sounded like Kurt Cobain and mm-hmm. and and like another rapper blended in one and just made like a bait like that was the way like these kids are singing yeah. indie punk music and rapping and putting it over like filtered sample guitars and shit it's the most brilliant shit i've heard so i was i was like really getting mm-hmm. into it and and was really trying to hear that kid's message you know and and more importantly right. try to feel where the hell he was coming from and it it, it felt just the the direction of that particular album i want to i want to get the name of the, the song that stood out to me the most but the overall direction of that album just felt like he had a much larger purpose than what yeah. he was known for um he was and he you know in the in the in the, he had, he had his he had the case and some other shit looming um but it all felt like a product of this new wave of just wanting to be seen and be heard and be recognized and and bypass you know bypass these bullshit gatekeepers that that are in the way that sort of get to dictate who and where you, your music and your art gets to sort of land and who it gets to reach and and yeah. I know and I know you know but there's there's, there's <laughs> I know very well there's nothing more uncomfortable than walking in a meeting and and no one looks like you and then you have to you have to somehow pitch them or sell them on the direction of your music or your art or what you're saying and then they go nah the people ain't feeling that right now and it's like wait what right. like wait what who who like who is your the control group? that you just asked me <laughs> about myself you know what I mean? All the shit that you just asked yeah. me before we really got into it yeah. about where I'm, where I'm from and and whatever story you have mm-hmm. and whatever story every we all have one of them stories, absolutely. Right? And they don't give a fuck about none of that. Zero, zero. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna say at 14 you heard 
my development. You were like, no, he deserves to be here. You heard that at 14 years old. There's somebody that's 30, like, nah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's... That never even... You know what I mean? (laughs) Did you see... Maybe you didn't see it, but that... Because that was a couple weeks ago, but... I was I was like ranting and raving and having fun. We were uh, me and DJ Flow. Shout out Flow. We were uh, uh-huh. we were hosting a wedding, and uh-huh. and I and for some reason it was just hella funny to me because you hear those stories. Like I've heard stories of Anderson Park doing doing wet him and his ba- him and the Free Nationals doing weddings and playing cover songs and shit and Pusha T oh, and shit. Pusha T and Eclipse getting flown out to do like bar mitzvahs and shit. You know what I'm saying? And it uh-huh. was just like it was like damn the shit. Rap rappers have to do to make a living is fucking crazy when you think about it, and the places that they let this music infiltrate, especially when you consider what's being said. Um, yeah. But then, <laughs> but then immediately, immediately, my brain so warped that I went from I went from bar mitzvahs and weddings to having fun to thinking about fucking Bobby Schmurder rapping on top of that desk at Atlantic and got and instantly got sick, bro. Like. My stomach, I got sick to my stomach thinking about that because it's just like, yo, that kid, that kid wanted out so bad that he Mm -hmm. hopped on top of the table in a room full of white people and they sat there fucking just like looking, like looking at, like I, when you watch that video. They signed him. Bro. They signed him because And and then they signed him. Yeah. (laughs) And they loved it. And then proceeded to, and then proceeded to feed him to the wolves when he caught a case that he shouldn't he mm-hmm. shouldn't have had to plead he that kid pled out for a conspiracy to something that just didn't make any sense like they just took they took seven <laughs> years away from him because they could Man, you know it's and the label was nowhere to be no found. nowhere to be found and it's the saddest shit that we just went down a whole wormhole but it yeah, it, Jack. I hope that answers your question. About, yeah. What was the question again? It was: <laughs> Is Mac Miller's Grammy nomination disingenuous? And yes, one hundred percent. I man, look, man. I'm not. I'm not even into playing that game yeah. about race. It's people who are not black have an advantage. Yeah. Being black is the worst thing you could possibly be to other races huh. who are at the top who huh. control the resources. Yes. So anytime that they're involved in some shit like that hmm. and they they don't do the right thing and we all know what the fucking right thing is, huh. stand up for the people who are standing up for you and who have given you know what I mean? Wow. Stand up for the same people who who stand up for you. Wow. So if they're not standing up for you, then it's clear that they don't give a fuck about us. Yeah. Whoever that may be. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, like man. it's not it's not even a question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't fuck with us. RP RP Mac, man. I uh it's sheesh. Definitely. Because he was talented as fuck. Hella talented. And, and X was too when I yeah. tapped into that album and I felt the same way you felt. That's yeah. why I don't really speak on it. It's like nah. Yeah. He yeah. was tight. And yeah. He was taken away too soon. Wait entirely. You know what I mean? He didn't get a chance to to correct any of the mistakes that they say he did. I wasn't there. Yeah. I don't know what he did. But any of those mistakes, if they're true, he didn't get a chance to correct none of them. Because he was only 20-something years yeah. old. And that's fucked up. So, you know what I mean? Uh, this, uh, this question comes from the homie Deontay. Shout out Deontay. Um, the homie Deontay from... Uh, he's from SAC. Um, I met him... We did a, uh, I did an in store there. Shit, that was, that was, that was a couple years ago, actually. But shout out Deontay. He goes, uh, 
Why has the Bay never had a, had their moment like Atlanta, LA, or in New York? It was called hyphy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the hyphy moment. We had it. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Yeah. <laughs> I, damn. Um, I, I guess I guess that is true. I never even thought about it like that. I had a completely different yeah. perspective, but I guess that is one hundred percent. The hyphy movement was the moment. Was our moment. No, and we had it in the nineties. We had the Loonies, Richard Rich, Too Short, E Forty, um, Conscious Daughters. We had in the nineties, like a lot of people, if you're not old enough to know, yeah, everybody was signed. Drew down, yeah, everybody the delinquent, everybody yeah. was signed everybody got a to deal. A major, yeah, everybody got a deal. So we were so nigga. Richard Rich was on Def Jam. Def, that's, you know what I'm saying? that's still crazy. So as a as a kid, I was like, what? Yeah. Like he signed to the same nigga that signed Run DMZ. Yeah. You know, I was I was amazed. So, yeah, we had a couple runs. Okay. See, I and see, and then and then how my brain processed that was because when I think of when I think of Atlanta, I go, but I now now that you say that, I guess it would be the same. Would would sort of be the same thing because you think of that that initial. Would you call it? Would you call? It, would you go TLC and JD and them? First, yep. first to get it really cracking in Atlanta, um, crisscross, crisscross yep. that whole that whole movement. Babyface, yeah, ba- uh, L.A. reading them being down there and like yeah. seeing a scene, and then out of nowhere, here comes here comes Outcast, and yep. and the and the entire and the entire Dungeon family, um, and then and then that that's kind of yeah, that's kind of music, yeah, and then that's going, and then and then I, I know I'm skipping over shit, but. But yeah. then here come here comes here comes Luda and them, and then, then that's yep. a that's a fucking tidal wave that whole DTP shit, and then and Before then that was Lil John. and then t- and then Tip and then John and them come with mm-hmm. Crunk and then Yin Yang and all that shit and then it just it the, like, we talking we talking from yeah we talking from eighty nine ninety to now bro with with that's them. not a run <laughs> yeah that's that's different that's different yeah um, that's different that's uh, not a run that's a that's domination yeah over the radio yeah over influence over In, culture internationally too you know yeah so i i think i guess i i, I maybe maybe that's what deontay was talking about was like because if you think about just consistent consistency wise in terms of influencing sound and if we're just talking about music let's go Let's go sound. Let's go sound and culture, uh, music wise. I don't. It it seems like the bay's at the front of everything, and, and always has been. Even when even in terms of when it comes to Atlanta, it feels like a lot of lot a lot of shit from Atlanta kind of starts here first. Am I tripping? Um, I don't know. I think we're since we're the hub of technology. Yeah. And um and all that type of shit, I don't I don't see it being far fetched. Yeah. I think um, I spent a lot of time out there, bro. Mm-hmm. And they do have their own culture, but it all after a while, it all starts looking the same. One hundred percent, like it's it's I all blended together. Like, yeah. am I on Telegraph? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You start feeling like that once they gentrify a neighborhood. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, this is just what America is starting to look like. But I, I think that's what's dope about being a, a like a Black American too. Like that that's hella specific. Like it's like and 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 I know people have hard times with that. Just like yo, don't call me black and all this shit. But okay, whatever. We, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get into that later. But right. st- like I'm I'm I'm, t- I'm telling you, I could write I could write a fucking book about my time in D.C. during um that that Million Man March anniversary um and then being 
and then being spending time in New York, going to Houston, being in Atlanta, um, uh, being in Detroit, uh, like it's something it's something universal about being a black American and just going there and being like, damn, y'all do that too. You know, it's, yeah. it'll have, there'll be some, there'll be some slight like nuanced differences, but co- overall it's the same. And that's what was so dope about Ryan Coogler's press run about Black Panther. He was just like, yo, uh, going to parts of Africa. It's like, yo, it's the same shit. Like, like, damn, yeah. y'all barbecue and cook like that. And then the, the women, the women be on one side of the house talking shit and the, and the OGs be in the back playing in the game and then the kids be in the front doing their thing. Like, it's it's the same no matter bruh, where you I, from. I was there in That's right, you went. Yeah. And that's what I saw. Yeah. And not only to bring a story full circle, but the OG that was drunk in the front while the women were in the back barbecuing, <laughs> they were playing babyface, and he motherfucking loved it. And I thought I was like, bro, I'm on oh. the other side of the world, oh. and he's over there talking about Kenny Babyface Edmonds, <laughs> Kenny Babyface already or not. He loved it, bro. Oh, he fucking shit. loved it. And I was like, this is my uncle, bro. Yeah. This is my uncle right here. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, we're the same all over the world. We just think that we're different that's where the arrogance comes in at we wow. all feel so individual and you know it's the land to be an individual now but in reality we're all the same bro wow um you all do the same shit damn man bro i'm so glad i i got to got to build with you we uh man, you, you made talk, man. you man this that shit this just what just what you do what you've done and what years what you continue to accomplish um just just in terms of how how do uh, damn growing up growing up growing up black is is you is a unique experience and i say that i say that because there's there's all sort of like pitfalls right there's Mm -hmm. there's sort of fitting in to survive but then fitting in could also lead you down this really fucking scary dangerous road to where your your ass don't have no business being just because you were trying to fit in, right? right? Um but then also not fitting in could still lead you down this crazy scary ass road because you just didn't fit in and you really didn't tap in with nobody and you know, so there's this delicate balance of like being hella tapped in but then not being with the shit. But then there's also this really beautiful <laughs> there's also this really beautiful thing of like the niggas is with the shit identifying that you're not with the shit and then, as by default, yeah. not dragging you in the shit. You know what I'm saying? And accepting and accepting that from you. Ooh, yeah. But that that's confidence, though. Yeah. Me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. confidence to not break when you're faced with the choices of do I do I act like I'm with the shit just mm. to prove to them that so they don't whoop my ass or whatever <laughs> it is that you're afraid of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once they see you stern and you're like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the skateboard. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck what y'all doing. Like, I had a homie like that, bro. We were 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. One day, we riding skateboards, and I swear to God, the next day, I saw him smoking weed and doing push-ups in the front yard with the neighbor. <laughs> and I pulled up with my bike like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was, like, laughing at him. But he was dead serious. Yeah. He was tired of being a little kid, and yeah. he wanted to start thugging. He wanted to get off the porch. I, yeah, he wanted to get off the porch, and I just started laughing, like, "Bro, you're stupid as yeah. fuck." <laughs> like I'm saying, that was yesterday, my nigga. Like, what do you? You can't change that fast. <laughs> like, I'm saying, well, I think you could. You couldn't make it gradual. You just had to fully, fully dive in, bro. He dove in, bro. 
So I think the hood, the hood really respects it, and they when they, when they see you being fake, they don't respect that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's I mean, and that's what that's sort of what your career has been to me. Um, at at you know because you're you you sort of the epitome of not being one thing, and you know we talked about the the different the different layers and forms of art and the different the different you know titles and hats that you may wear. But also, even within the music, you kind of you do it all. Like you got this soulful element to you, but then that that whole the whole rap singy shit, you do that you do that with the best of the best. You know, like you know if 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 Drake if Drake is the pinnacle, and then you got your Rex Life Raj, you got your Smino, you got your McJenkins, you got Dot and all them that do that. You do that shit good, like fucking like you you ain't you don't skip a beat. You don't skip That's a beat because at all. I was doing it in 06 and 07. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when they, when these people, you know, they they weren't old enough to even to know what the fuck was going on. Exactly. But I didn't I didn't go nationwide with yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. So that's that's the only difference. Like, you know, there at this point when I'm on the radio, yeah, there is no other Bay artist on the radio yep. except for me and Jacka. Yep. And that's what our sound was. Yep. Jack always had a smooth shit. Always. And he had hey girl, which like we've been we've been kind of in that pocket for yep. a long time. So that wasn't a stretch for me to go from rap battle rap into sing songy shit. We always had the melodies. We always like, I grew up on this shit. And that- so ten years later when I hear these other people, like yeah, like that shit is always dope. But yeah. when I hear like whoever it may be, I'm like, yeah. But you know, it came it came from somewhere. Exactly. It came from my upbringing. Yeah. It came from, you know, the Gap Band. Or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't get my shit from Drake, or I didn't yeah. get my, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone else does. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you got you, you know, got this. You got like if like the Kevin the Kevin Allen project, for example. Your la- is that the last is that the la- official last release? Music yeah, that was the last release. Yeah, the Kevin yeah. Allen project. So. If you get if it for for those that have it know are gonna know what I'm talking about and those that are listening go get it so you can you can know exactly what I'm talking about and yeah, so what get I'm your get, ass up on that music <laughs> you you go tra- every track is a is a whole new experience like you could take you could separate the songs by 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 the subgenres of hip hop that they have like so Spotify mm. has the the chill hop shit the 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 trap shit the the boom bap shit like you know they have the different playlists like the the entire right. project could be split on a different playlist now and at no point does it feel forced or like a reach it just feels natural you know where a lot of people are experimenting with sounds to try to for one to try to catch a wave or right. or to just be in the conversation the realm of conversation and shit where you just like nah I just I'm just nice nigga and I can do it all you know, and I'm and I'm supposed to be able to do it all. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that's that what's what's always sort of really resonated with me, um, because for some reason, people want to try to box a particular type of person in. And just like, why would you try to box in the one person that's not supposed to be boxed in? Like I, <laughs> I was sent here because to do it it's, all. It's yeah. inconceivable to human beings. That's why. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So there is an experiment that um, I think some college students did or something like that, where they would make a room full of people smell a certain product Mm -hmm. and they would smell the product. 
one person thinks it's the best smell in the world. Another person is like indifferent. And then there's another group of people who are like, this smells like shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how like people are. Like some people like it, some people don't. The people who didn't like the smell, they couldn't believe that someone else did. It was inconceivable <laughs> to them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like on a, on a, on a, like the way that your brain works, it was like, yo, like this must be a hidden camera show. Exactly. There's no way. But yeah, people are different. Yeah. And when you're the person that's not different, you can't understand how someone can do different types of music or how mm. someone can be, you know what I'm saying? Like people who can't understand how comedians think. So they, they, they run Kevin Hart through the mud Man. because you're not a comedian. You work at the mall, my nigga. Like there, you, <laughs> you don't understand how jokes are written. You don't understand black culture and how we grew up and the things that we say weren't ever meant to offend Man. gay people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's just a different day and age. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, nah, man, people, people don't, they want to be one-sided, bro, because it's safe. Hmm. People crave safety. You know what I mean? They want to be secure. Yeah. So if you change too quick, then that's not secure for them. They're like, oh, no, what, what, what happened to the, to the shit you was doing in 2008? What happened to that? Yeah. You're like, my nigga, that was 10 years ago. Well, last, uh, last question, because I'm, I'm just curious, I, and, and, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but the world, the way that, the way that things are, um, the way the world is in general right now, present day, as a, as a father, what, how do you have that conversation of, of individuality and, and, you know, and cause everything seems like a real gang mentality. Like you gotta, you either gotta be in on the joke or you, or you'll be the joke. And so people, people go through hell and high water, not be the butt of the joke. So without any information, they'll just chime in for the sake of not being left out, you know? Um, how do you have that conversation as a father to be like, Hey, it's still okay. And really, really cool to have your own thoughts, be into your own shit. Um, even from your siblings, like you can be different from your siblings yeah. and that's okay. You know, because I, I coincidentally happen to be that walking, um, example for hmm. my kids personally, hmm. because I am different from my siblings yeah. because I am, you know what I'm saying? Into different shit. Yeah. And, um, and I, I've always tried to bridge the gap between being from one of the two or two of the worst hoods, you know what I'm saying? In the Bay area. Absolutely. And also feeling like I don't necessarily want to die out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you can be multiple things. You have to be multiple things. Yeah. And I think we all are. I just think we're afraid to show it all the time. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't think the hardest gangster of them all walks into his grandmother's house with disrespect. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? They love, like people love what they, what they kind of choose to love. Yeah. So yeah, we we can switch it up. We don't have to be one thing. So I can tell my kids that all day. Like, do your thing. However you feel, do that. Don't do the other shit that makes you feel uncomfortable because that's gonna make you look weird. <laughs> Play like, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, nah. Oh man, this uh I'm afraid of that, man. <laughs> I uh I fuck man. I had I had high hopes for our episode whenever it happened, and and of course, like 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 most of our encounters, it 
completely superseded everything I I had already had envisioned, and my hopes were like extremely high. Uh, building man, building with you is always is always incredible, and I I um one one of the main objectives is just to showcase uh the layers and in in the depth of 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 black Americans, but especially black men, man, we get, we get sort of, we get boxed in and just sort of being like one, like op, you either got option A or option B. And, and a lot of times like, we're, we're, ev- we're everything, you know what I'm saying? And, wow. and you can't, you can't really just stop there. And so I'm, I'm glad I got to do this, this episode with you, bro. I appreciate you, man. And I appreciate you, bro. For, you know what I mean? I kind of forced myself on. Nah, nah, you know, nah. So it was, it was happening. like, yo, I'm getting on this week. <laughs> getting on this week like, that, man, shit, up, nigga. that shit was that shit was so tight bro you don't, you don't even know what that meant for you to be like no nigga i'm get, i'm on the show this week like no i'm, I'm about to pull it, up bro. i'm pulling up no matter what i'm pulling up oh no man after um after after we get back from tour and everything we're definitely doing the video the video portion of the episode because we got to run sure, it we got to run it back and and get more answer more questions and then and then i got more questions for you just on the career wise and and what's next? Because I I feel like you I feel like you in like a uh, on some Henry Ford shit like locked away working on something nigga that that's just gonna change everything. <laughs> like because I, I I know I'm, how you I seen you work, bro. I've I've seen it, so I know I know it's something crazy. Like I just know it. I don't even know what it is to keep it a hundred, bro. And people like you inspire me in that way to know that. Nah, you're not crazy. Like it's cool to do it. It's cool to do different things yeah, still. Like yeah. even even if I ever get the hint that am I bugging out right yeah. now doing all of these? Like then I'll meet somebody like you yeah. and be like, oh no, it's good. It's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? Nah, man. That's... So when it comes, when it comes, you're gonna be a part of it, bro. I appreciate so, you, bro. You like, just know, just know, you the reason why I be trying to do hella shit because I just like I I I, I genuinely it would be one thing if I was like half-heartedly into it but i i have the podcast i have a fucking blast doing a podcast uh writing writing and working with singers like i I think i have more fun doing that than actually like rapping for myself because i'm an r&b baby like i i learned (laughs) i learned the jodeci song before i learned abcs bro like that's that's a fact that's why that's a fact that's (laughs) you see what i'm saying but that that answers the question that you asked me earlier like it's possible yeah you know what i'm saying to be a rapper to love r&b to you know what i'm saying it's possible to do all this shit we i think we all have it i think just the rest of us are scared man you know what i mean man my brother they don't get to see the tears man you know (laughs) We got and <laughs> hey, and 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 you got and we gotta be able to give them everything. Like that's that's my goal. Is like I I want I want to share every part of of me and what I love and what inspires me because I get inspired by the wildest shit. Like that's just yeah. just plain and simple. And so to to not be able to explore that and to, and to display that just feels like it feels like such a such a robbery. Because I know I know I know there's a a, a six year old kid that that is into something that he can't share with his partners so he just kind of he just kind of he kind of watch it tuck like that was that was me yeah. bro it was so much shit that i was into that i just couldn't share with the homies because they either yeah. they either weren't old enough or it, it wasn't on their radar yet like my parents like i could like i was watching fuck i was i was three when new jack city came out and Man, I got Nino Brown tatted on my leg. Bro. <laughs> we had that we, at the <laughs> yeah. at, uh, at Beach's live shit. Yeah, that was yeah. that like 
see, and that's and that's and see, so that's that paints the picture exactly. So you and who else was there? Um, who was on the side of New Jack? It was like you and um, uh, oh, uh, um, and Tajay. You and Tajay. Yeah. You and Tajay. And so the rest of the room is like my age or just slightly older, and I'm like. And, and they like paid in full and I'm like dog like nah New Jack is like light years better than paid in full but they don't right. have no, and then and then sure as shit when you and Tajay start explaining like the nuances of it they're like oh oh okay like for real. okay <laughs> like we, we, it's just easy for us to forget the history of the shit yeah. and them not even knowing that it's based on Felix Mitchell from the Bay. Exactly. It's kinda like it's kinda like y'all, like, come on man, we're not even about to have this discussion, bro. Yeah, New yeah. Jack City is based on the East Oakland nigga. Yeah. And y'all gonna sit there and tell me Payton Fool is better. Exactly. Like, all right. <laughs> like, see, okay. See now that's my that's the running dilemma of of me is that the shit that I probably shouldn't consume in, I was consuming. So I'm slightly, <laughs> I'm slightly ahead of the curve on my peers. So when, you know, when you, right. I, I'm always with my older cousins, with my, my God brother is, my God brother and my dad's younger sister are exactly 10 years older than me. So that, that, oh, that yeah. 10 year gap of them being like a me being a running mate, like if they were going to Sam Goody in the mall to get the new shit, I was with them. Like, and right. niggas don't even remember Sam Goody being in Hilltop. Like that's right. how that's how crazy that shit is. I bought Outcast CD from there. You feel me? When I was when I was thirteen, <laughs> and I spent my first paycheck money I ever got on that CD or tape, whatever the fuck it was at the time. And I knew I was gonna rap listening to listening that. to that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. From Sam Goody at yep. Hilltop, though. Yep. That <laughs> was like, see, damn. What was that? Uh, which Outcast was that? That was. Uh, so the playlist, yep. yeah, yeah, that, and then I, I had to put somebody on the other day telling them that that was a, the the first single was an actual Christmas song. Nobody ever know, yeah. no one knows that. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nuts, bro. Man, we got. <laughs> and yeah. It was an anti Christmas song. An anti Christmas, exactly. It's a Christmas song. <laughs> a Christmas song for the for uh, uh, what was that? Not and what was that? Laface. Yeah. Yeah, for Laface Records, uh, for Laface's Christmas compilation. They had to turn in a Christmas song. So what them niggas do? Do an anti-Christmas song. <laughs> like, fuck this shit. I ain't doing no Christmas song. I'm a real nigga. And, and, the, and the shit and goes. And, and, that, and now you off, now you off to the races. Cause you, cause you and was Puffy on, directed the first video and shit. Bro, no. <laughs> man. So yeah, we got we to gotta definitely do some more yeah. episodes, bro. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, bro. It's all good, man. I appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir, brother. We'll wrap, we'll wrap again soon. Definitely. All right, man. Good. Peace.